This night will change all our nights to come. You will not get another opportunity like this. Recollect every word the sorceress said. I dare do only what is proper of a man to do. A person who dares do more is not a man at all. He is resting peacefully in my lap, trusting me as his friend and kin, and also I am his lieutenant. His well-being is my responsibility now. Then why did you write to me that you wanted what the sorceress prophesied? When you dared mention it, you were thinking like a man, and now, when it is time to strike, you are trembling. But what if, what if we should fail? We won't. Once you cement your courage, we cannot fail. This is the path we chose. Now we have to walk alone with the weight of it all. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Film, a podcast that is not about Scottish films. I'm Paul Salt. And I'm Katie Maiden. It occurred to me, in calling it the Scottish Film, I'm kind of implying that it is a Scottish film. It's not the Scottish but film none podcast. of these have been Scottish films. None of these podcasts? Way. Pretty much. None of these podcasts have been Scottish films. <laughs> have they not? I've been telling everyone that we're doing a Scottish film. <laughs> We've released nearly 18. Nearly 18. This is the 18th one. Uh, Scottish films. This is the 19th one. Welcome to episode 19 of the Scottish film. Not a Scottish film. Uh, this week we are back in India for Jai... Oh, I didn't even practice. Jai Raj's 2016 historical drama Viram. Viram. This night will change all our nights and days to come. You will not get another opportunity like this. Recollect every word the sorceress said. I dare do only what is proper of a man to do. A person who dares to do more is not a man at all. He's resting peacefully in my lap, trusting me as his friend and his kin, and I'm also his lieutenant. His well-being is my responsibility now. Then why did you write to me? Huh? That you wanted what the sorceress had professed. When you dared mention it, you were thinking like a man. And now when it is time to strike, you are trembling. But what if? What if we should fail? We won't. Once you cement your courage, we cannot fail. This film is an adaptation of Macbeth and apparently the Indian folk, t- folk tale of Chandu Chekava. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a bit. But first of all, the Wikipedia for this film kind of adorably says the film opened to brilliant reviews all over. Yeah, it said like excellent reviews, everybody loved it, and then it plummeted at the box office. Yeah, it plummeted at the box office, but also it only quotes one source for these brilliant reviews all over. Yeah, look at this one brilliant review. Yeah, from a publication called VN, which is a blog that looks like WordPress and has 112 followers on Twitter. It's kind of cute. But um, meanwhile, slightly more respectable papers, the Times of India and Indian Express, gave the film the less than brilliant three-star reviews. Less than brilliant. Yeah. I like that. I'd say less than brilliant, with um, Times of India saying, the filmmaker had made it clear even before the movie's release that the onus was on the technical department of the film rather than the cast. What a dick move. What? Try and ignore the cast, everyone. Try and ignore it. Just think about the technicalities. We've got some good special effects coming up here. I mean... Fair. Maybe that's why the first credit in the movie is for the publicity design. What? Did you not notice Didn't that? Even notice first that. credit no. is publicity design. It's pretty weird, but maybe that's standard over there, but it seems kind of crazy to me. Um, in any case, Arrow upon the stage, how did you find about the film? How did you find about the film? How did it was you find out about such the film? a weird film. Wasn't it weird? 
weird. Like, I don't know how I felt about it. It's, it's a strange one because it's not like I really hated it. Sure. But I didn't like it either. No, it's it's not a very strong reaction. I think... Yeah. It's very pretty. Uh, yeah, oh my god, that is, is gorgeous. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say is the scenery is gorgeous. Yeah. The clothing is gorgeous. Yeah. The makeup is amazing. Oh yeah. Guys, the girls, The people everyone. are gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my brother's hot. Like, he is hot. He's got that he beard action going. Stacked. He yeah. is stacked. Oh, um, fuck yeah. And... Yeah, and there's like you know wildebeests, and there's like the rain, and and yeah. like the shields and the swords. Everything is really pretty. Yeah, and I'm glad it was because if it hadn't been, <laughs> I probably would have been like really bored. Yeah, I think we should explain the the way that the the talking worked to everyone. Well, I'm okay. So the film was shot in the native language, which unfortunately I can't remember. It's um begins with an M. Just a moment, but it was simultaneously to that language shot in hindi and in english in order to maximize the uh markets you can put it out into so the same actors would just speak in english and malayalam is the uh yeah is the language but it's it's it doesn't quite match them i'm guessing well, maybe like it's not their native language or something but the english doesn't really match they did pretty well i think that occasionally yeah. there's a bit of an odd pronunciation uh, mm. Where they just hit the wrong syllable, but for the I, most I part, no. What I'm more wondering is if it was written in Malayalam or something well, or Hindi, the version and then translated into English or something. It was, it was just a bit strange for me. I didn't know why. It just didn't quite like. Yeah, the words weren't like fluid. Within hours of the prophecy, I was greeted with the news that I was chosen as Arumal's lieutenant. So hurry home to me and let my words persuade you but then it's, how do you get more fluid than Shakespeare so. that's true and occasionally they do I mean this is Shakespearean language but yeah occasionally they um, do reference Shakespeare directly but yes they do for yeah. the most part it's um, it's a relatively good sort of presentation I think in English I will say the version we watched I'm pretty sure there's some sort of audio issue with where yes. everything was coming in a bit late it's the Amazon Prime UK version of it and for some reason the sound and the uh, visuals are out of sync which isn't great Mm. Only a little yeah. bit, but it is noticeable, especially in the sword fighting. Um, um, I did like, speaking of sword fighting, I did quite like some of the jewels. Oh, yeah. Oh, the jewels, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. The, the choreography, for me, it was a, it was a bit straightforward. But I'm, that largely I'm thinking about that because the visual presentation of this film is very Zhang Yimou for me. It's um, especially his film Hero. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, you yeah. go to Hero, House of Flying Daggers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And those movies have immaculate fight choreography. So I think it was just putting me in that headspace. And then it was fairly straightforward in terms of like sword hit shield, then other sword hit shield. And then, yeah. And then always a shot of guy jumps in the air and other guy very conveniently slashes at the space where he's just jumped out. (laughs) Yeah. That's the kind of thing that me and my cousins would like choreograph (laughs) in our like plays to our grandparents. Um, The music was great. Did you notice who it was done by? No. It was done by a guy who worked with Hans Zimmer. Ooh! The music was, was really great. It was like this really nice, like, Indian kind of background music-y thing. The thing about the style of the film is it's very pretty, but also very earnest. 
and quite bombastic in places and as yes. a result quite silly now and then mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's what i'm saying about yeah. like the weird vibe yeah like, it was like quite silly also that had that like opening you know and there's like a really long opening to a film with like yeah. songs and stuff like kind of like james bond yeah and i just felt like oh no like this is yeah this is gonna be a bit silly isn't it a couple like... of things about that opening first of all there's a disney style song kind of yes. pop song which felt very disney to me very kids movie which had me in the wrong headspace and it was about like dreams and like where are we going you know that kind of thing and then there's a little okay it starts off with a coin that comes into view which says viram yes. on it and has a picture of um you know uh, chandu like fighting on this coin and then the credits come up and the coin comes in to like take the credits off and sometimes it's like spinning across the screen sometimes it's rolling like a PowerPoint. Yeah, and it got, it was like a PowerPoint, and it got funny because of like how unexpected the coin would be. Like it's like okay, it's it's rolled from left to right. Are we going to get spinning right to left? No, it rolled left to right again. <laughs> and it's like, and it was just like wondering what the coin was going to do next. And so, and I swear to God, once I might have imagined it, but I swear once it just peeks in from the left and then rolls back out again. Nice. I was like, that yeah. coin is adorable, and. <laughs> Some of it does feel kind of adorable. It was aiming for 300, I think, but... Oh my god, that's exactly what I thought as well. Yeah. As soon as it started, I was like, oh, this will be... Because I love 300. Right, yeah. 300 is, like, one of my, like, almost guilty pleasure films. Oh, yeah. I know some a... people hate on 300. It's a camp masterpiece. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It really is. And I love it. And <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, 300. It's going to be great. But it was not. No. It was not 300. Nothing is 300. Even the second 300 <laughs> film is not 300. Oh god, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but yeah you've got lots of slow motion um almost all of the duels are entirely in slow motion including a slow yeah. motion cockfight which is <laughs> interesting um but also and this is my favorite part some of the acting is in slow motion i know like there's a bit where he needs to laugh maniacally to show he's going a bit crazy and it's in slow motion <laughs> And, and it's like, music. this isn't maniacal anymore. This is like, just comedy. This is just weird now. Should we leave? This is a comedy now. Yeah. Maybe it was meant to be, but I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, it, there's a lot of like, big operatic kind of, you know, make sure they can hear you in the cheap seats style acting, but not much real emotion to invest in, I found. Mm. I know he can't possibly win the fight in a fair duel. And if he did? Did Aruma not betray you? To prevent you from marrying Onyarcha. And what if he did? And if he did? And what if he did? Yeah. So I, I found it left me a little co- uh, cold, and sometimes I did feel like I was laughing at the movie rather than with it, which is a shame. In particular, the forest moving because the 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 there's a there's a beat there which actually have actually had me laugh out loud, which is the prophecy is rain is going to come and the forest will come with it. Yeah. And so the forest someone's like oh look the forest and he turns and we cut to like a shot of the forest like moving around the place and it's like what is that meant to mean (laughs) and then 
the rain kicks in, and we have a slow motion shocked reaction face from Macbeth to the rain. And I just, I just laughed. <laughs> Aww. Aww, I feel bad. It's a very Aww. earnest film, and I particularly feel bad about that. Putting that line on the Wikipedia, I'm sure one of the filmmakers has done that. The film opened to brilliant reviews, but it's made me feel, it's made me feel quite endeared to the little thing. Aww, poor guy. Because <laughs> it's got to be said, it's a very cheap film. So for the look oh, they've yes. managed to achieve. Yes. It's pretty incredible that they've managed that. Some of the shots you're like, okay, I'm not quite sure about that green screen there. Oh, that CGI is a bit rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they they did their best. You mm. know, in the PE, like in the PE, um, like things. I was always the person who like tried their best. I was going to the sticker, was like, you did your best. <laughs> you so were. Like, yeah, I did. Your attendance was great this year. <laughs> <laughs> you turned up, you showed up. <laughs> Look. Only in PE. I was, you know, I was good in other subjects. Yeah. <laughs> Maths and, and history and all the academic shit. But no, that's so much in PE. <laughs> that's pretty good at knowing who was who in, in, in English. Um, okay, all right. Fair is foul, foul is fair. How close are we to Shakespeare? It's interesting. Very interesting. There's, there's so many, like, it's like they're taking, I don't know, bits. Okay, the storyline is pretty much there. Yeah, pretty much. So there's, like, a guy... Who wants to be the head guy? Yeah, the guy kills the head guy. I think in the Indian, I think it's head honcho is what he wants. to Yeah, be. he's yeah. like the yeah lieutenant, <laughs> right? Yeah, or something. I head don't know. Honcho. Head honcho, and then he's got a chick, and the chick like persuades him to do it, and then shit, shit goes wrong. Yes, basically, the basic plot line is there, and then there's like bits that they've changed to maybe I don't know whether it's to make it more like to the culture. Or just to kind of change it for the sake of it. Like, for example, one of the Malcolm slash Fleance, one of the sons, yeah. is a chick. It's a chick. Yeah. It's a daughter. So that's an example of just like one of the things that they changed. Just, I don't know whether it's for the hell of it or to make uh, it more like. Okay. There's a thing. Let, let, let's get into this. Okay. So the intro of the, of the of the film does make clear that this is an adaptation not only of Macbeth, but of uh, the story of Chandu Chakava. Um, yeah. which they point out in the thing, which again is slightly um, adorable, is they say, It is too coincidental that the tale of Chandu that is as starkly similar to Shakespeare's Macbeth took place even before Shakespeare's time. So it's like, we, we got there first. This, this, ours, was, ours was earlier. Ours was earlier and therefore better. But um, and they say, but it's striking the parallels between this story and Macbeth, and it's not really. It's a, it's a tale of ambition. <laughs> the the Chandu stuff is the the fact that early on there is a duel in which Lady Macbeth. I'm going to keep using the Shakespeare characters, but yeah, know, just use the Shakespeare it's, characters. It's easier. Lady Macbeth has a family dispute, and there's like two brothers who can't decide which was born earlier, and it's going to affect their yes. inheritance. So they're going to fight a duel. And Macbeth is involved on one side of this duel and decides that he's going to screw the guy over and betray the guy that he's meant to be helping by having his sword compromised before the battle, by having the pins replaced with wooden ones. Um, Right. But it goes wrong. The guy manages to win the duel anyway by picking up the blade and throwing it at the other guy, which is pretty awesome. Um and then the next, and then the other part of the Chandu thing is all of the family stuff with Lady Macbeth. There's some sort of taboo there, and she's been forced to marry someone. And the fact that he does eventually decide to kill the guy himself 
And then we nearly, and this is true in the story and the film, we nearly get a female Lady Macduff, which, fuck me, would that have been good? (laughs) Would that have been cool? Because we find out that Lady Macduff, the equivalent of, is a badass. She's like, only there's also another Lady Macduff who's not quite. But this this is meant to be our Macduff. There's a lady who's a cool warrior woman. And we see her training and she's learning how to fight. Oh, no, she's she's not Macduff. She's mm. like Fleon. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess yeah, she no, is. Yeah, no, she's one of the... She's the daughter of Duncan, so this is what I'm yeah. saying. She was actually probably my favourite part of the movie. She was really so cool. So this, like, badass chick. And we get training montages. the daughter montages. of Duncan. Yep, and it's looking really good. And then here comes the final duel, and her son is going to do it. Yeah, and I was... So, no, I think that's supposed to be Macduff, right? Yeah, well, I guess so, because he ends up killing him. But, yeah, yeah. that's that's her son, and that's how it goes in the legend as well. Yeah, so they've kind of changed things around a bit. Yeah, so they've they've segued parts of that legend into the story of Macbeth, but they are definitely going for Macbeth because there are scenes that are identical. The first yes. like ten minutes is pretty much just Macbeth, and there's some whole of the stretches. lines are identical. Yeah, they are, and sometimes they actually do pretty good updates, like the tomorrow. We get and tomorrow like and tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow and tomorrow. That's exactly the one I noticed as yeah, well. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow the days creep slowly along until the end of time and every day that has gone by has taken fools that much closer to their deaths life is nothing more than an illusion it is like a poor actor who struts and worries for his hour on stage and then is never heard from again life is a tale told by an idiot Full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I mean, it's not the exact same words, but that scene, you can identify that that's... Is it Act 1, Scene 7? Yeah. Where it's the same scene, yeah. you know? Like, it's her going, oh, she even said, like, be the serpent under it at one yeah. point. Yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 definitely a... There's definitely stuff in there. There's lines like that in there, so... Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting attempt to sort of, I guess, show similarities between these two very disparate cultural items by showing how well one fits into the other. And it does, for the most part, I will ask, I got fairly confused at, at, at points because of the whole family dynamic. And also, and you know, I, I think it's fair enough to say this, the Indian names do make it a little hard to follow at some yes. points because they're very long and I don't know any of the language. Like when I yes. learned some Japanese... Japanese names got much easier for me because I could see how the the syllables split up. But the people, because it's the original actors, they don't do an anglicized pronunciation of any of the names, so it's very fluent. So in particular, in the prophecy scene, she's like, Chandu, beware of Atumanumel Archa. Beware of Arumaloni. And there's a lot of names in here which are very long and begin with A. And mm-hmm. you can't, and when I can't like relate to the name, I usually like look for the shape of the name. Like, okay, that name is short and has K's in it. I'll remember that there's a short name with K's in it. But here, a lot of the names are very similar. So it yeah. does make it tricky to follow. I mean, this is especially hard for me because of the dyslexia. Right. I can't, I often don't actually remember names the way that they like necessarily like sound because I can't sound it out for myself yeah so i might just remember like the first letter of names sometimes or like just like this one for example like is it john do was the name of yeah like the main guy i just remember like a j 
Yeah, absolutely. I remember, so, but in this, yeah, there's a lot of names at the beginning with A, like you said, so it doesn't yeah. really help me. Yeah. And also a lot of the people were dressed very similar. Yeah, they were. Had, and the, all the women had different, the same hairstyle as well. And facial, and, like, makeup. I thought for a while that they might be trying to, because they want to sell this overseas, you know, and they want to try and distinguish between people. So I, I, I thought maybe they were sticking to the same face painting for the same characters, but they weren't. Mm. It was no, moving around. He the changed place. face paint. Yeah, yeah uh, that was the the badass chick, the one who was like, might be Fleance, might be Lady Macduff. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a combination. <laughs> she had a like a really big nose piercing. Yeah, so that's the yeah. only way that I could distinguish yeah. her. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then also when Lady Macbeth got a bit crazier, she put her hair down. So that again, that helped. But still, like they were very similar dress, very similar like in in hairstyle and makeup so it was a bit confusing yeah yeah absolutely it was it was a little and yeah i think here's a question would it have been less confusing or more confusing if we didn't know macbeth very well maybe less confusing maybe less right because we wouldn't be spending yeah. so much time trying to figure out you know who's this who's that we might have been able to flow with it a bit better but to be honest some of the family dynamic is just a little bit complicated it's i mean they could have just left it out of the beginning because at the beginning there's actually yeah. words up on the screen yeah. that says like based on macbeth oh yeah they tell you what you're up to what, what they're up to yeah so it, it, they could have left that out and just had this like but then if they had had this film i never would have watched this film right if it wasn't adaptation of macbeth i wouldn't have chosen to watch this <laughs> okay interesting I might what have. Historical epic, big visuals, you know, the trailer kind of looked interesting to me. And I know that, you know, similarly gorgeous films have, you know, come from this this kind of uh, film industry. So I would have been curious, but... That is true. I, I, same as like 300 big yeah. visuals, but mm. I don't know, like it's, it's maybe it wouldn't be top of my list. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did, um, did great on me, and I don't know whether you picked up on this or whether it's just me being mm. massive stuck up shakespeare nerd <laughs> okay so out. in shakespeare like macbeth the one of the things that the beauty of macbeth is that you see things happening yeah um and you realize they're happening and macbeth realizes they're happening but he doesn't like spell it out to you like it's not like this is happening but there's in, right in in some of these parts there were literal lines yeah. where he was telling you what was happening instead of just letting you see it for example yeah. like he has this big speech where he's like I'm left with nothing I have no wife I have no ambition I have no real respect blah 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 yeah. and it's like yeah we know like we're supposed to infer that from what's happened and your the way you act and the way that you turn crazy like you don't need to tell us yeah and there was a lot of lines there. yeah they were literally telling you what was happening i'm always against that i always find it grating when they the filmmaker doesn't trust you enough to sort of trust the visuals of what's going on and find that actually over explaining things pushes your eyes away from what's going on on screen I and find. i was like yeah okay yeah, yeah. So i don't need to watch this they'll tell me if something's happening <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a shame and i think generally it represents a film that I don't know. I, maybe it's just because we have the unfortunate uh, comparison point of Macbeth 2015 last week, which was just so yes. perfect in almost every way that it, the faults here cry all the louder. But it is an imperfect and slightly messy little film, which looks pretty, but is, yeah, a little bit dumb. Like me. <laughs> oh, you're pretty. Yeah, but dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's dumb and a little bit silly. So, yeah, let's get to our, our usual segments because yes. it's it's fairly straightforward, I think, our take on this one. It's an entertaining enough watch, but without that emotional engagement, 
you know, yeah. if you can't if you can't follow a plot or you don't know, I mean, you know, I don't know still to this day all the ins and outs of the Godfather one and two. Like, I don't know how you know certain families play into it and all that. But because of my emotional investment in the main character, it doesn't matter so much. I always yeah. knew what was happening. Even I mean, I most people it. don't understand Inception, so <laughs> nobody does. In Christopher Nolan, it's his biggest prank on all of us. Um, <laughs> Tenet less than a week Okay, let's get on to some of our extra segments And we're going to start with extra ghosts We get a Banquo With some blood painted We do, and the Banquo ghost was creepy, yeah, right? It was, he, he had, had like lots of cuts and bleeding. He had cuts, but the cuts were mostly like blood That had been painted on him, like stripes yeah. But he was still a somewhat ghastly image yes. Yeah, it was pretty spooky And then, okay One of the worst special effects in the film Apart from one which we are coming up on <laughs> Is um this this ghost he keeps seeing and it's like loads of the same guy, I think. Yes. Um, uh, like the warrior kind yeah, of Yeah, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It, is it meant to be the guy who ends up killing him or Fleance or something? But he can't it's odd, but when he first sees them, he sees a whole bunch of them and they just look like the worst thing you've ever seen. And then <laughs> in a moment that did make me sort of laugh out loud, after Macbeth has been like his lowest moment two of the guys show up and it looks like they've come from inside of him they just like come <laughs> into the frame like two of these identical guys and it's like where did they come from there's, yeah there's um a couple of special effects that really made me giggle um yeah. i don't know if anybody else is going to understand this but there's this bit in the hobbit where like is it boromir like just slides out of the frame? oh no that's um that's uh the king Who? oh god what's his oh, name yeah, he... foreign no shit um, the king of all the dwarfs and he, yeah hang on hang on um he's such a memorable character is the problem i've forgotten his name too yeah Man, that's so it. bad but he just like slides foreign. out of frame like he's on a conveyor belt his name is foreign oh yes Thorin, that's it. yeah he does. and um they did that too in this where there people just like slide out of the frame that they're on a conveyor belt and yeah. i just i could not stop giggling like <laughs> yeah in terms of ghosts um yeah not nothing Nothing. From the witches, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Nothing too spooky, really. And there's no like vision ghost or anything. It's just that that thing, which we saw again last week. We had an army last week. Macbeth goes and a a ghost army walks the other way, but they weren't CG. And you had so many people in so many of the crowd shots. Why not just do some of them up as as the ghosts? It was very odd. Also, speaking of stuff we don't get, we don't really get a, a Ross's poker face. He gets told no. right away. And the Macduff family death is crazy. She's also a warrior. She's a different warrior woman. Um, she has one of those weird whip swords that she uses with yeah. her baby in arm. And then in the dramatic moment, she throws herself and her kid off of a cliff rather than be killed. And that is also a terrible special effect. Yeah, I, I was just like... Ooh, it was a pretty dramatic ooh. moment. I guess Yeah, if it had of... been a better special effect, it would have been much more dramatic. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of cool, the idea that Macduff, you know... Macduff's family deny the killers this moment and you know but the idea is the idea of Macbeth is that he does all these things and he gets worse and worse and worse but that the fact that she like does it instead of being killed takes the onus off Macbeth which you don't well, want you don't want the onus off Macbeth yeah it, it, it's more shocking if the blood is definitely you know resolutely on his hands but I don't know it, there is something to the idea of her denying it because you know they were definitely there to kill her because he says something like we must move against the Macduffs you know whatever their names are so, yeah, it, it, the blood is definitely on his hands, but it's probably it is more upsetting when the the murder is more harsh. I think it makes us hate Macbeth all the more. Yeah. Um, Porter speech none, no intentional no. comedy in this one, with one exception, I think. 
And that is <laughs> that I think this is intentionally funny. It's when Banquo and Fleance are out walking together and um Fleance is like the 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 prophecy is all a bunch of lies and Banquo says, oh, but it's coming true all around us right now." And Fleance says, "I am not enjoying this at all. This journey, this talk." I really don't think that was intentional. <laughs> you don't think so? Oh my, I think it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not enjoying the time we're spending together right now. I really don't enjoy time with you, father. <laughs> this yeah, is terrible. Not, this is not fun for me. This is not what I signed up for. And then there's a very much not intentionally funny line that comes from LM's, uh, LM, Lydia Macbeth's doctor in the sleepwalking scene. Yes. Infected minds confess their secrets to death billows. Take that, Shakespeare. <laughs> I just nailed Shakespeare <laughs> to the wall. Oh my God, take that. Oh god, so yeah, um, Tramlock the Consequences, did they actually show the murder? Uh, yes, it's kind of bombastic, uh, as you'd expect. Not re- actually, no. They didn't, oh. they showed like him, like the dagger going towards the body, and then not it, a dagger. And then it, not it, a dagger, the incense you know, holder. Incense, weird, yeah. weird incense holder. Yeah. Going towards the body, and then it, before it goes into the body, they cut to a different person. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Did, that's right. Yeah, they could, but... yeah. So we didn't actually see the stabby incense holder going into the body. No, it's not like a... I class as seeing the murder. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a last week's Macbeth or um, the tragedy of Macbeth. We don't get a nice gory shot of the of the murder happening. But yeah, um, yeah it's it's pretty big. And um, then immediately after that, you're right. We cut outside because Banquo and Son. Banquo. What are the Banquo and Sons? Hey, um... good sons. <laughs> huh. well, it's not going to go well. It's going not going to be open for long before they cross off the banco <laughs> bit, and it's just and son. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they go down there and, and no, they cut to outside, and they wake up as if, or the son wakes up as if he senses that the murder yes. has happened. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff with him that's interesting because the son mentions not wanting the prophecy. He doesn't want to, you know, become the king yeah because banquo in this one tells the son like you know you're gonna be king yeah yeah he does and he's yeah and but... that this is actually yeah and then he breaks into just gonna be a mighty king so when it's <laughs> yeah. he doesn't actually he doesn't unfortunately um, but does he disappear after banquo's death or does he come back yeah later? i think he, he disappears he i didn't i didn't yeah. notice uh, him coming back at all no not did i yeah because the guy at the end i was wondering it is definitely the lady's son it's not you know it's not him no, I, I checked yeah, some the other actors. Guy. it's not him so yeah that feels like a wasted opportunity if you're gonna have some guy come back and kill Macbeth, it might as well be fleance at this stage rather than introduce new people at that stage i think it's, it's supposed to be like Macduff, but not Macduff. yeah know? well if, if we take that warrior woman as being kind of like Macduff, but she wasn't so it's, but she it's, wasn't she was like no he was she was like malcolm yeah you know what i think the problems of the lack of subtlety in this production can best be summed up by the fact that when Macbeth gets his uh the sword the weird uh metallic whip sword that he's using wrapped around his neck we get a little montage of all the people in the crowd delighted at this is ha- that this is happening we just cut to everyone like smiling broadly like ah oh, yay and it's Yay, like a roll call dead. of all these characters. And it's like, okay, great. Um, <laughs> no ambiguity here. All right, well, let's get on to him. What bloody man is that? We have got Kunal Kapoor as Chandu Chakava, uh, Macbeth. What do we think of him? He he was pretty stacked. Pretty stacked. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, he had a good beard. Good, good hair. Beard. I liked the sound of his voice. Like his tone mm. was really good. But the performance. Arumaluni is in my way. He could crush my ambition to become the Chekavar. I will either have to get rid of him or concede. Oh, stars, hide your fires. Let light not see my black and deep desires. It was so dry. Bit dry. It was so dry. <laughs> there was one moment I liked him in, and that was after the murder had been done, when he needed to be ashamed of it. Like whilst Lady Macbeth is um, like, "Oh, why did you bring this? You know, hence, etc." It must be left there. No. Now go back and leave it there. No, I do not wish also to. So smear the guards' hands without See the heinous crime I've committed. I dare not go back again. That was good. I liked that moment, but otherwise, I yeah. also liked when he, when the the nurse tells him of Lady Macbeth's, he like runs to her. Yeah. Like he can kind of reverse it or something. And it really showed like, you know, we have that whole like there's two ways to react to Lady Macbeth's death. Yeah. He had like the emotional like, oh my wife is dead kind of emotional <laughs> one. Yeah. Um but it wasn't really his acting, it was just running. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was kind of awkward. Alright, um serpent under it. Let's talk about Lady Macbeth and we have got uh Shiva Shiva uh Pad Manaban. Pad Manaban. As Aramel, as as Lady Macbeth, as Lady Macbeth, as Aramel, uh, check of uh, is that a J? (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen that symbol before on my computer. What is that? (laughs) Check a check a I think. So yeah, we have her. So what do we think of her? Oh, she was wildly better than Macbeth. Yeah. Um, but again, she didn't affect me really at all. Not really. But I fear your nature. You're full of the milk of human kindness to strike aggressively as the first door opens up. You do want to be great, and you're not without ambition. Yet you lack the ill will to carry forward with your ambitions. Once again, we're in a situation where it's the lover of someone, possibly of the Duncan character. Yes, um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting. Same that as, was, like, the other, yeah, like, kind of the Bollywood film one. Yeah, or... the McBool one had the same situation. And I will say that I preferred the McBool lover situation. She was kind of a tease and kind of a, you know, she was like someone who knew him since Yeah, she was good. She was very, like, um, yeah. seductive. Yeah, she. this one was fairly seductive but in a very over way and we get some nudity that i wasn't sure i was expecting so we get a lot of butt we get quite a lot of butt in this film sometimes i need to be told i'm gonna get butt otherwise <laughs> i need to know in advance otherwise i'm gonna be very appalled you're watching this in a library so i did watch it in a library yeah so you gotta be careful with the butt in that situation <laughs> um. everyone there was no one else in the library just let everyone know it was just me <laughs> everyone and I'm it was be... the one i work in not like a public library I didn't go to like a public library and sit at a computer and watch this. Would that would be ridiculous, guys? Um, I'm gonna be watching some bad stuff over here, so just wanted to <laughs> make sure you're all aware. Shh. Okay. You have to pay extra for that. <laughs> you have to go to the bad stuff section. <laughs> um, yeah, it's seduct- seductive, but kind of forgettable. I think. And yeah. She does. Mm-hmm. She has an interesting role because now she's oh, she's also pursuing a family grudge, as well as um like the usual stuff of just ambition which is she kind could of have been like so much more like angry and fierce yeah. i would think that would have been a better for this one because of the whole like family drama that yeah. would have been a better lady Macbeth. but this one was more like the seductive lady Macbeth. no 
And I remember so, in the pool, I, I, I got a sense of why she didn't want to be in that marriage. And do you remember there was a whole shame thing that she didn't want to go back to her village because yeah. everybody knew that she'd been like a concubine and everyone would judge her. So she was like running out of options. This yeah. this one, I just don't get her motivation as, mu- as, as much. No. Tell me your motivation. Yeah. Interestingly, she's the one who suggests the Banquo murder, but... Again, I just yeah, don't know if we're is. getting the ruthlessness. And she ends up killing herself by plunging a sword into her chest. Uh, yeah, she's shown to be, awesome. She's shown to be kind of handy with a sword because it's a bit where she, after the jewel um, thing fails, she gets out her whippy sword thing and like cuts off all the heads of the goddesses. But again, but she doesn't actually help in any other way. With no, and I, I don't know what that moment meant to her. Is that her like renouncing her religion or like, for, um, yeah, I didn't get it because they just kill him again in the next scene again, <laughs> again, yeah, kill him again, kill him again, fuck it. Um, yeah. So neither of those were particularly affecting, unfortunately. No, which brings us to weirdest sister. Two witches. Yeah, two witches. One, like, old, one quite young. One young, hot and naked, um, who talks with a male voice, which I have seen before. I think we've had witches with male voices. Yeah, we have. You must be strong, fearless, and resolute as a rock. What appears as heavy rain shall pass by as a breeze. Did Kurosawa do it? We weren't sure, right? Because um, the witch Uh, in Kurosawa... Kurosawa was just, like, androgynous. Yeah, it had a really deep voice. We weren't sure if it was um, male or female, but it was definitely dubbed. So it's interesting, that idea that, you know, uh, the idea that you've got to give give the witch a male voice in order to make them, you know, spookier. Yeah, witchier, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. Interesting. Interesting way of going about it. Um, Uh, Yeah. Not many spooky visuals associated with it. It's just kind of pretty. Like, everything in this is just kind of pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, he needs to arm mistrust. Uh there's three murderers, there's no no mystery to it really. Three murders but two come back. Oh yeah, t- oh okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I think the one who's like the lead murderer doesn't come back. Interesting aesthetic on the murder sequence because it's like amongst this herd of like some kind of beast with lots of tusks. Yes, I mean yeah. I, I quite like those beasts. Yeah, it was kind I of think they were CGI'd in there, right? Yeah, definitely. But it's yeah, kind of interesting. That was really bad, like green screened. Yeah. I kind of regret having put this segment last for all of these episodes because it's not been the like world of ice and fire mystery conspiracy theory thing that I'd hoped it would be. So far, <laughs> it's mostly been either just a rando Seton. or Seton, and then once it was Ross. Um, yeah, the time it was Ross was really exciting, though. It was. That was amazing. That was the <laughs> that was the best. That was this definitely the high point of this section. Was that um, tragedy? That was tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Ross was a fascinating figure in tragedy but yeah I, I, there's still one left there's still time for i don't know the third murder to be like lady somebody Macbeth or something. to the third murder to just be like this random guy who's yeah i've never seen before i want to do like an alt shift x video and just like um the evidence for the third murderer being this person is indicated by this part of the text and it's like no it's just mostly seen <laughs> No, it's, it's mostly just him and or Shakespeare forgetting that he yeah like, <laughs> he didn't reread like the scene like, yeah and he was like oh three months two did I, did I see two did I see three I don't know <laughs> it's two p- pieces of parchment ago go I'm not three. going back it's gonna tear and when it tears I need to rewrite the whole thing so I'm not doing it yeah do you know how expensive paper was in the 1600s <laughs> Jesus Christ what was Shakespeare made of paper. Only if you believe the tree conspiracy. <laughs> Not only did Shakespeare... Next week on the Scottish film, <laughs> the tree conspiracy. A charmed life, Katie Shakespeare fact. He was a tree. Conclusion? Yeah, it was all right. 
not, <laughs> conclusion not... is this is one of Ali's favorites. I think. Yeah, I think so. It, it's it was pretty. It was pretty. I can't it wasn't see like myself bad, like men of respect. Bad. No, it's not going to make the bottom off list. But I, I think it's it's one of the less unimpressive. I think is probably yeah. what I'd go for. It didn't wow us. It was. It did some interesting things. It was certainly unique. But yeah, it, it's. I mean, um... I've seen it so many Macbeths now that it would, <laughs> it's going to take a lot to like wow me. Yeah. Well, maybe being shot entirely on green screen will do it because that's what we're getting next week. But until okay. Katie, what is A Charmed Life, your Shakespeare fact? <laughs> okay, well, firstly, if you want to hear lots and lots of Shakespeare facts, Ooh. you should head <gasps> over to yep. my other podcast, Have You Ever Heard Of? Because um, I talk this week about William Shakespeare, so you can listen to me talk for like 40 minutes about Shakespeare facts. But one of my favourites from the days of Shakespeare is this. So when you used to go into the Globe... Um, it used to pay a penny to promenade. So Aww. you promenade. Sometimes for like hours and hours. Like there's no yeah. act breaks. So you could watch four hours and 20 minutes of Hamlet. Just standing Fuck up. Yeah. So you used to pay a penny to go in. And when you walked in, you put your penny in like a box. Mm. And then the, when everyone's in, someone would take that box to like a special room that would be locked in for safekeeping. And that room was called... The box office. <gasps> and that is why oh, it's called the box office. That is why it is called that. that and makes... that is one of the best facts that I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> it makes um, so much sense now. But yeah, you should listen to the, the awesome podcast about William Shakespeare. There's so many cool things you'll learn. Mm. You'll learn about sea life in, in the Thames. You'll learn about um, whether or not Shakespeare existed. Who knows? <laughs> That's so actually, learn about... That should probably be the first bit you address, right? Oh, the, that's actually at the end. Oh, so. no. By the way, all of that. If you came to the conclusion, no, then it's been a real waste of airtime so far. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it existed. <laughs> pretty sure. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, Paul, where can people hear about you? Oh, my God. I mean, we. what you can do is stay right here on Screen Mayhem and read all of the reviews I've been writing. I'm going to get back in cinema soon. I've actually got... I'm going to see a film a week for pretty much all of September. Um, starting next week, so that's exciting. Starting um, with Tenet. Starting with Tenet. Fuck yeah! Go s- oh, find out if we if it was worth the wait. <laughs> or if we, we watched wish- something last week. We what did. did we we see? Proxima. Oh yeah. Yep. Proxima. My review of Proxima is now live. If I can remember enough of Baby Teeth, I'll review that and put it up because I saw it in the film festival and didn't review it, which is irritating. Um, but if you're sick of reviews, you've had enough reviews, maybe you should go over to OGT Pod. That's what you can type into almost any search engine and find out about One Good Thing Podcast, which is the podcast I do with Paul Goodman, where we watch bad movies and think of nice things to say about them. Um, Aww, we're so cute. Pretty good about it now. We even managed to find some nice things to say about retrograde piece of shit, Soul Man, which is <laughs> genuinely about a white guy who puts on blackface to attend a, a college, um, making use of a scheme intended only for black people. Oh my god, that's It was horrific. a comedy. <laughs> that's horrific. Are you sure it was a comedy? Well, all, all signs point. It was, it was not a tragedy or history, so <laughs> that only leaves. <laughs> okay, we are on our last one, everyone. Kit Monkman's 2018 entirely green screen Macbeth. So check in for that, and then pretty soon after, we're going to be talking about favourites and pitching our own adaptation of Macbeth. Yes, which will probably just crazy i mean after all yes. this time there's so many things going around in my head it's gonna be like in order to make macbeth not like the most tedious thing ever we're gonna be going out there i'm thinking a space opera <laughs> space <laughs> opera macbeth who wants to come on a director out there 
<laughs> Once write this for us, please, please, please. Do you know what? Lynn Ramsey's been trying to make Moby Dick in space for like I ages. Know. She oh needs to gosh. she needs to come do this for us. Yeah. Um yeah, until then, just one last time, mock the time with Pharaoh's show and must false face must hide what the half doth know. The half. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thought we had won it all, but we left with battle scars. Did we go too far? The walls are all closed.